0: and we're back with another episode of the anarchist experience episode 199 aka season three episode 19 uh coming at you a little early
1: this week although you
0: probably won't hear it any earlier because i'm gonna have a busy weekend ahead Uh, as always i'm your host Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And since we got a message from somebody who wanted to talk, and I got to call him back on our call-in lines, I'm going to give them out anyway. Uh, 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so what you been up to, man?
1: Oh, same thing, you know, arguing on Facebook. and uh, this, this week, uh, I got... Uh, an argument, not even an argument. Just uh, somebody on the libertarian memes for neoliberal teens. I don't know what neoliberal means. It's probably those that...
0: David Hogg people.
1: Are they libertarian?
0: No, I don't think neoliberal has a libertarian connotation. It's like the new the new breed of liberals coming up from the left.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not not really sure. But anyway, he, okay. he was making he was making fun of uh, cryptocurrency and uh so i had to you know put him in his place but uh no i I was you know gentle about it just saying you know what the difference is and he's like and he was talking about the benefits of you know of gold i'm like yeah gold's great except you can't beam it to a different country you know with you know (laughs) you just you just can't do it you can't send it over the internet um you can uh and if you and if you tried to send some to venezuela the government would steal it um, so there are advantages of cryptocurrency, and I think that's one of the reasons why it has value. Because he was saying, "Oh, well, it's it's crypto is you know backed by nothing," and and that's one of the funny jokes that I, that I loved from uh, J.P. Sears, uh, his Bitcoin video. He says, <laughs> uh, "Scarcity makes anything uh, have value," and so in the case of of Bitcoin, scarcity makes nothing. Valuable, <laughs> it's, it's great, <laughs> um, uh, but it's it's not it's not just nothing. It's it's a it's a system of you know transferring value you know from one address to another, right? Um, th- through a distributed, uh, decentralized uh, ledger. So it's it's really kind of interesting. And it's also not it's never just been done before that
0: creates value either.
1: Oh sure, sure. Yeah it's in, in the case of bitcoin it's it's mathematics it's uh a, a lot of uh electricity burned to mine the coins and protect the network and and it's it's a whole network and it's a whole but it's a whole network of people that, that not just believe in it but also use it um so that's that's why it has value it's it's usable it's usable in the same way that freaking uh western union is usable and yep. Uh, PayPal, you know, all these things have value uh, because they're usable and,
0: as a service.
1: Sure. And uh, yeah, we don't know how how far that's going to go. I mean, how valuable is the the Federal Reserve? You know, they you know, they print our money for us. Zero value. <laughs>
0: <laughs> approaching zero, infinitely, and, infinitely approaching zero. <laughs>
1: They're like negative four hundred trillion at this point. <laughs> but uh yeah, some some people would argue that we're better off under a, a private banking system than a, a government banking system. And that's it could be very well true. Um but it, it would actually be better either under a, a gold and silver standard or a free market standard. That would be the best. Like everybody could just use whatever the they want to use you know? sure, and and I would say that
0: you know, given the choice between public or private, um, you know, I I would make the argument that private banking is better because <laughs> well, because implied with that, right, is you know that anyone could set up their own private bank, sure, right, and they would they would end up competing, yeah, and you know, I'm not one of those like no bank kind of people, so. And I don't, I don't, I don't know what bank I would choose, right? Like what would, what would, it would, they would be competing on services that they otherwise don't have to compete on. Mm -hmm. And I would be interested to see what that would be. Right. And part of me, right. Like, you know, I, I hear the arguments for cryptocurrency. I, you know, we have some of our own, but one of the things that, you know, they, they call, um, like a feature of cryptocurrency is something that always, you know, bothers me. And that's. Mm -hmm the fee for me to transfer money to myself right like if if i get a new wallet like a physical wallet and i take my 20 bucks out of my old wallet and i put it in my new wallet like i still have 20 bucks right but if i want to like separate my bitcoin and move them into like you know different wallets or different holdings for whatever reason like every every transfer takes a little bit of my money to make the transfer I go like how is that better than cash? You know, maybe it's better than the banking system. Maybe it's better than like you know, um, bank transfers and wire transfers and all that. But it's still not better than cash because cash, in the transfer, I don't lose anything.
1: <laughs> and every
0: bit, no well, matter how small the fee.
1: Go ahead. It it, de- it depends on how long you keep that cash in your wallet. So if you keep it in there long enough, you're going to lose value on it. Um, and and then you could you know you could put it in in a bank and you could maybe get a little bit of interest but it's probably not going to keep up with the value it's losing so uh, yeah a lot of it just depends and, th- and that's why okay. i say but that's, that's... that's why i tell people don't use bitcoin as as cash because well you know use whatever's better and more convenient for the moment and and so uh, in a lot of ways uh, a credit card is even better because they'll they'll pay you like i have one credit card that pays 1.5 percent on everything i buy nice and and so every few months i'm like oh look i got 50 bucks you know and it's that that's great yeah. you know I add that to you know pay off my balance and um uh, so wow. yeah that that's really good um and and so i even though i don't like the banking system you know they offer a service and i'll you know, take advantage of it where i can right
0: and I, I also want to be clear that you know transferring money like the money in my wallet may lose value over time sitting in my wallet, but that is that is not a knock on money in general. That's a knock on current money that we you know use in Federal sure, Reserve sure. notes. Yeah. Right. It's not like all money does that. In you know right. if I if I was holding gold or silver it's, uh, certificates or bullion, you know same thing. Right. right. I move up. I move an ounce of gold from one wallet to another. I don't lose an ounce of gold.
1: You know? Yeah. And that and that's one thing that should be legalized um is the the gold certificate silver certificates yeah. um the government doesn't like competition though and that's and that's why bitcoin is kind of uh pushing the boundaries a little bit because they they can't really stop it and yeah. and we don't really know what would happen if they would try um the one the the obvious uh point of attack right now would be the exchanges so if they said well sorry, we don't like this competition, no more exchanges can operate in the U.S., then, you know, you'd have people making accounts outside the U.S. and yeah. then uh, Just and like leaving. Just like you
0: did making outside illegal accounts from Hawaii, right? I mean, did <laughs> you do what you got to do.
1: Well, it was legal when I started, but yeah.
0: And uh, so so I had one more thing to say. Oh, yes. So if there was a way to do that with crypto, right, where, you know, certain, certain wallets or certain transfers could like get on the blockchain um, you know even if it was a time thing, if you could like if you were guaranteed to get your transaction on a blockchain or on you know on one I don't know what he, one block right without having to pay the minor fee because you're sending you know basically money to yourself without losing it um, I think that would be a feature worth having. And I will, I will second you as far as, you know, credit cards are concerned as, because yeah, you have, you have yours that pays 1.5% interest. Um, uh, and I have a Best Buy card, right? Like I use, I use mine, um, uh, on everything, uh, because I buy my video games from Best Buy. And as much as I want to bitch about video games, uh, Red Dead Redemption two, still looking at you, son, Um <laughs> uh, I, you know, I get a significant discount on games when I use it because I, I, I accumulate my points too. And currently there's, you know, there's no, there's no one coin um, that's offering those sorts of features for using it, right? Like, I, you know, I, I get an email uh, from my credit card company says like, you know, activate your rewards. I go, sure. They go, spend $300 in gas and, you know, food. And we'll send you $10 back, you know, or, or my $10 reward certificate. I go, well, shit, I'm going to eat and I'm going to buy gas. So, you know, <laughs> now there's an incentive, you know, to use the card. And as long as I pay the card off, you know, monthly, I'm not sure ch- I'm not accumulating any interest to the bank. Like I'm a terrible credit card customer now that I've learned my lesson, um, you know, of, of avoiding the interest as much as possible. Right on. Yeah. And uh, what, and again, you know, not it's, it's one of the few knocks that I have against crypto. Uh, right now. And I'm sure people are working on it and I'm sure it can be solved. Um, but again, it's not like, it's not like the entire banking system should be thrown away. Just certain aspects of it need to be taken out of the government hands so that we can see what, you know, services are valuable to consumers and let banks compete in that role. Right. You know, like, I don't, I don't remember the last yeah. time I wrote a check, uh, like a physical yeah. check.
1: And and that's what I was telling the, the guy on the on the website or on on Facebook, uh, that, that liked gold. I'm like, yeah, you know, you keep saying gold, but you know what? I I can almost guarantee you he doesn't have any gold. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's one of the things like no, people always it's people like to theorize about the stuff, but nobody's actually going out and buying gold right now. People are going out to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, because it's it's easier it's easier to move around it's easier to hide it's easier to uh, to uh, split up into smaller pieces um, sure there's a small fee at the moment it's like you know 20 20 cents right now or whatever for a, a Bitcoin sure. transaction or something uh, at one point it went up to $50 because you know the network was getting hammered but uh, they've upgraded the network since then and we'll we'll see what happens next time <laughs> Right. And like I said, you know, when when I
0: even when I do internal transfers at the bank, they don't charge me a fee. It's like, it's you know, you can oh, say sure. what you want. You know, it's just there's there's certain features that need to get hashed out
1: before it becomes, yeah. you know, the like the but universal. Al- but also when you put the money in the bank, it's not really yours anymore. <laughs> That's they true. take the money do stuff with it and it's and you know whether or not it's there like if it's if it's less than a hundred thousand dollars don't worry about it because it's got the okay. government to, to give you the money
0: <laughs> well and you can say what you want about not your keys not your Bitcoin uh, true but you put the money on the exchange and it's the same thing I mean we, we have exactly. personal stories of losing money on the exchanges that ought oh, not yeah. have been lost and yeah. there's you know an abundance of those out there on the internet of the exchanges sure. you know making mistakes or just outright thieving people
1: yeah. Um, how, many, how many people have their Bitcoin on Coinbase.com? Right, this <laughs> is mean, it's, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yet, it's the biggest, and oddly enough, I would say like the most trusted, uh, trusted exchange out there. Yeah, and yet you, if you're if you're lucky, you don't get screwed. But if you know if you do get screwed, what's the recourse? There isn't any. Yeah.
1: And and there's a, and there's always the risk. I mean, so that's one of the things we were you were talking about. You know, competition with banks. So and one of the things they say about about Bitcoin is you know be your own bank. But that that takes a little bit of planning and and responsibility to uh, you know back up your keys and and uh, stuff like that and keep them, or keep just them have safe, your so. keys.
0: I'm sure a lot of people don't even keep the keys.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't even know what the keys are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I will say this about silver. Like I know, I know what your situation is there. Um, and I wish I had more cash on hand here uh, because M went to a meetup group uh, uh, last weekend, I think. And met a guy uh, who's known for his like silver production here. And he was selling it like below spot for the day. Like, you know, he she was like, he's selling it for like $15 an ounce. Should I've got some? And I was like, was it silver Dave? She's like, yeah, like, damn, you should have got some like that's, you know, he's one of the more trustworthy guys here, uh, locally in state. And I was like, how much is silver going for right now? And I pulled it up and it's like 15 something. It was like 15, 20 or 15, you know, 15 something plus. And he sure. was just, I guess, you know, dumping inventory cause he was going under spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we, we've talked about this before. The main reason I don't have gold is cause I can't afford gold. Even chip gold is like a pain in the ass to to acquire and keep. Um, but right. silver, you know, like Litecoin, is well within my grasp. Um, right. So when you know when silver becomes available and I have extra spending cash, uh, it's either you know silver or Bitcoin or you know toys, basically. And even <laughs> even that is you know like with the with the prices the where they're at, like with silver where it's at and Bitcoin where it's at, it's like oh man, come on, money, you know. And I don't have to wait for my IRS returns either because I ain't getting nothing back from those guys. <laughs> I just laugh at the people going, "Can't wait for my tax returns to come in late." Oh, you shouldn't have given all that money in the first place.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when I was working at the Navy base, I, uh, I I thought about changing it so where I didn't pay so much, but you know what? I I I've always lived. Um, Kind of above my means um and i just didn't care so much so it was just like it was just something i didn't want to do i didn't want to have to do the paperwork i didn't want to, have to think about it so so yeah i didn't i didn't worry about it. it if if i if i paid too much taxes and i had to wait wait for the the return to come in i would just you know put it on my credit card and not think about it so <laughs> But that's how. That's just me personally. I've always. It, but been, it's it's always it's also like not that.
0: just you. That's the way like most people live. You know, e- even at my job, right? I take payments, um, and because I'm like the the facility manager, I also do the collection calls, right? And a lot of you know the collection calls through the holidays that I've made because I do them you know weekly, um, has been like okay, just a few more days because you know. I'm I'm really gonna be able to like pay off all the other bills that I have when my tax returns comes in and then I'll be able to catch up on my storage bill. Right? You know? Like they're you know, they're they're, they're so above and beyond their means, uh, that they're counting on that uh that tax payment to be able to catch up on everything. And then so mm-hmm. if it's delayed like a month or two or three months or however long you know <laughs> it's delayed, then they just they're just like you know, they're rolling over payments and, and rolling what?
1: The- well, I never got that far where I was, I was worried about it. Um, and every once in a while I would probably every four or five years, I would, uh, I would get back to zero on everything. So credit cards, debt, everything That's... except for, you know, even the car. And, uh, and then I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm debt free. Now what do I do? Like, hmm. Interest rates are low, and I kind of want a new car. All right. <laughs> so I get right back into debt, and then I get the car, and then I'm like, well, I want the new you know, game system. Put that on the credit card, and it just kind of adds up, and eventually it's like, huh, racked up again. I'm going to have to start doing ramen noodles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, too. Maybe not as bad. The, the wonderful thing about not making a lot of money is it's hard to get that far into debt. Because <laughs> a few hundred just- bucks is like, holy shit.
1: They just won't give it to you, huh? <laughs> they just won't give it to you. Yeah.
0: Even even with the ramen noodle diet, which I've done
1: after college. Yeah. yeah. Someone someone tried to sell me a, a six hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, um, right after I got out of the Air Force, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? There's no way I can afford that." And he he said, "Well, how much do you make?" I'm like, "I don't know, forty thousand a year." He's like, "Yeah, we can we can do that. We can swing that. Just like yeah. fill out this paperwork." So I'm like, I'm scratching my head, like. Dude, you, like, you, you don't know how to do math. Like this, this is imp- impossible. <laughs> just, no, that's the cost by of the living mortgage. is the cost of living is super high, and you know I can't afford a six hundred fifty thousand dollars house. Um, he's like, well, you just
0: eat ramen for ten years, and then you factor in raises that you're going to get along with your I, Air Force retirement. I
1: st- well, I still wouldn't even have been able to afford it for the first year. Okay. Um, so what he said was, well, well, you just get like three roommates. <laughs> I'm like, well, then it's not my house. It's like, you know, four people's house at that time. You know, it's like, <laughs> why would I, I want to do that? I'm, I'm going to go rent a room from somebody else that has a house. You know, yeah. And so that's what I did.
0: And you know, I've I have never had the opportunity to purchase, and I'm I'm fine with that. Maybe maybe now that we're here, you know, if uh, I mean, it's it's definitely on the horizon now because mm-hmm. it's it's more affordable here. Um, uh, to make a, to make a big purchase like that. Like I don't, so yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling I've, I've, I've always been a renter. It's just so much more convenient. Once right. something breaks, call the landlord. Even here, even the and place if... we're renting now, right? Like we don't even change light bulbs. Like <laughs> if a light bulb goes out, you know, in one of the, the interior light things, it's like call the maintenance department. They come and they, you know, light bulb goes out over your bathroom sink. Maintenance takes care of that. Fantastic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are we worried about
1: <laughs> yeah and and ease of moving too. like there's so much paperwork and and hassle and, and risk when trying to sell a house yeah. um, I, I thought about this uh, just the other day um, I, I was watching TV and someone said uh, okay so you know they there's one of those house shows uh, sure. real estate shows and and the, the person had the house on the market and then it, the deal fell through. And so they were like, well, since the, deal, the last deal fell through, maybe we can get it for like $20,000 cheaper than them because, well, you know, they were really hoping to get, you know, unload the house and then they're probably upset. So maybe they'll just take the money. Um, and I thought about that as it's like a way to do a scam, you know, like have one person like put in a, a bid on the house and just like hold them there for like a month or two. Oh, yeah, we're going to get the deal done and then just, you know, fudge it somehow and oh, cancel right. it, you know. And then, you know, the next person is, is automatically lined up. Oh, oh, yeah, I've got the cash. Like, if you want to sell it, here's the cash. Um, I don't know. It seems like that would actually work. <laughs> so I guess I, I'm, <laughs> I I feel bad for saying this on the air, but I, I don't know. That just I, I'm i not a I'm not into real estate. So, I you know, <laughs> I don't know if that happens, but um, it seems like it would. <laughs>
0: I, you sir are a genius, number one, <laughs> <laughs> but also I think it would also depend on the real estate market because at mm-hmm. least, um, you know, have, having worked with realtors and our, you know, good friend Cosmo in the past in Hawaii, um, what I learned about the market, at least within the last few years, um, is there's always a buyer lined up sure so it, it would be hard to be like it would be hard to hold someone for a month and then not have someone go like okay i'll take it you know whatever whatever they were paying i'll you know i don't even need to undercut it because the third person in line you know will will bid will bid it back up and, and houses mm-hmm. were going for over market value um uh, because it was such a commodity
1: at right. the time so yeah so I'm, so so it's coming down a, a little bit there's a little bit more reasonable competition in the market now. Um, so but yeah for for the longest time it was it was like what you're saying in hawaii yeah and I,
0: and and i looked at some i'm gonna say lots here and there is a few like nice lots that at least according to zillow have been on the market for like four or five months so something like that could definitely work or you know a low bid or a low ball just to just to see if they're willing to move. But the lots that I were looking at was probably, you know, owned by some rich dude that doesn't need to unload it real quick either. So who knows? But it's also, you know, after we made the move, when I you know, was talking to Emma, I was like, all right, now we got to like plan for that. Right. Like start working and start saving, uh, you know, buy Bitcoin uh, and silver for now with a little bit of spare cash, but also get uh, like a savings going you know, for, for when the housing bubble pops again. <laughs> and so, right. And so we right. can put a down payment on the bottom of that bubble, you know, and, and be ready to go at that time. Yeah. I I'd hate to miss I, that run up
1: again. Uh, so, some other people have been predicting about the housing market uh, with the, with the, 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 baby boom and the, uh, what do you call it? The boomers are sure, getting old boomers. and, Old and dying or down, at least downsizing. So there's going to be a whole bunch of you know McMansions for sale for cheap, and um, so that that'll be interesting to see how that that pans out. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Is far going to what... be deals on the horizon from from boomers?
0: Well, I mean, if you're looking at just the uh, the the reproduction rates, right? when they die off there's going to be an abundance of houses available and not enough people, you know, lined up to buy them just based mm-hmm. on <laughs> just based on, you know, the the reproduction levels um, theoretically that should bring the price down but at the same time if it's if it's a bubble that's being propped up anyway. I'm going to say hard to say. We'll see. I don't think that's I don't think boomers dying off is what's going to, you know, pop the bubble necessarily if that makes sense. Okay. Like I, I think the, I I think we'll get I think we'll get to the end of the, the current bubble, uh, well before that. And like I said, then then the goal is, you know, if you're you know a Gen X or a Gen Y or even a a millennial, um, if you're busting your ass now and working, you know, and saving up, living at home, um, you know, go ahead and forego another fifty five inch TV, and and start getting ready for that. Because like I said, we what we what I don't want to do. Um, is miss miss the next bottom when it comes to that? Because then we can, you know, secure a family house and you know move up, get that stuff going and defend it against the onslaught of all ancoms who try to take it, think it's theirs. I gotta get that out too because there's some. Are you in the egoist uh, Facebook group by any chance?
1: N- negative.
0: <sighs> okay, that's another frustrating one to be in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It's probably one, probably the most frustrating I I could imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I still
0: got to, I still got to pick up Sterner and like find a way to read that. Hmm. I should just do it at work. It's been slow. I should just do it at work. But man, there was, I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like we've, we've talked about this before, but if, you know, if the, if egoism like the, if the final conclusion of egoism is brought out, it's basically the situation that we have now. And you can just call all statists in, in the members of government like egoists in their own right because they're just as self-serving as everybody else and they've found a way to like, you know, make that happen for them. Like that's the best sure. thing that they can do.
1: And, and well, then- and and so is everybody that is, you know, just trying to live their life and take care of their family and fuck everybody else, you know? It's like, yes. Um and that that's kind of scary in a way, you know, you know, if things go bad, then, uh, you know, you you have to worry about your neighbor coming over and, you know, shooting you to take your food or, you know, whatever, but, yeah. um, and so, but that's, that's one of the things where I ideas do have, have value, you know, if, if we can get everybody thinking more the same as, as us and that, 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 uh, you know, private property and, and, uh, voluntary exchange are that's like i guess the hallmark of the the ancap philosophy um if if those things are important then everything kind of well works works better for everybody um yeah and and on top of that everybody doing for themselves uh, the best they can inside of that framework um i think has the best outcomes
0: sure i think uh what was i gonna say the, the the difficulty with that and i i posted i posted a story on my personal feed um that i think was it was just too long for show prep but i wanted to get it out there for those who like wanted to read it and then i was you know um uh, aside from playing video games i like i like me some pro wrestling um and amazingly enough, there one, like a wrestler was cutting a promo and I was watching the TV show this morning before I went to work. Uh, and he said something very poignant in the middle of a wrestling promo, you know, and it, it got me thinking about the article. And then, you know, like I said, what do you, what do you do when they come? And if they, you know, even, even if they're of like mind as me, uh, and he said something to the effect of, um, there's no good or bad when you're hungry, there's just food, Right. So no one, no one considers the, mor- the morality of their actions, you know, when, when they're about to starve to death. Um, and the article that I got into on my personal page was basically that. It was, you know, like, um, so how do you protect your homestead, you know, in Venezuela right now when your neighbor, when you have food available because you planned ahead and you prepped and you got all your stuff and your neighbors are starving to death, you know, do that. Are they now going to respect your property rights, you know, and die? you know, at your borderline. No, you know, they're going to come after you and your food. And if you defend yourself against it, and like part of the article was like, you know, the best thing to do is like have a crossbow because then you can shoot them in the dark and it doesn't make a noise or scare anybody off, you know, and they'll go, they'll run away or die or some of them will, you know, tuck tail and run, uh, but they're still hungry. So they're going to come back, you know, in force the next day to get your food and you still have to live there. Like you can't pack up your stuff and just leave. So it's, you know, it's, it's not just about the morality of the issue. It's being able to protect yourself against that and the change in morality when people are starving and hungry or whatever the situation happens to be. um, But hopefully get enough people to change their minds where we don't end up in that situation and then we can all be prepared and protected together.
1: And so in in the in the case of oh you just actually helped me remember kind of what i wanted to talk about
0: oh shit, i'm excited
1: um but that that change in morality is is what we have to uh you know protect it against and um so in venezuela that that happened because well socialism the idea of socialism uh took over because they were giving everybody free oil money uh you know cheap electricity and you know cheap housing and you know everything provided by the government and you know obviously the free schooling government schooling that tells you that the government is so wonderful and that's the only way to do things um so i was i was thinking really hard about going to venezuela and and trying to make a difference and you know change their politics for the better um but what what I what i found out was that there's they're still so crazy over there it's not just um it's not just freedom fighters versus the authoritarians it's still all the same craziness is over here you got the you know the left and the right and the you know the the crooked and the <laughs> backwards and and everything in between sure um you know all doing things with without uh any sort of uh i guess uh ideology okay like like sound ideology like so to go there and try to make a difference there it would well at least for me in my position because i'm not famous and i'm a nobody um it, it it i don't think i would do that much good there it would just be like you know, I could I could do the same thing from here, you know, <laughs> I could sure. send them advice, and they wouldn't listen to it. Um, now, depending so on, so I did, so, go ahead, so I did uh, donate to the Bastiat Society in Venezuela, and, and they've got at least 10 people, I don't know how many more, but uh, they've got, uh, you know, they've got people that, that do public uh, events and publications, and and uh, you know they meet with the uh, politicians and you know try to get them to do the right things and stuff like that. Um, so, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be heading there just because it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's just, it's just sure. as crazy as here. It's just, you know, we, we, we have a, a more stable system at the moment, um, and that's why, and that's, you know, we, we have a system that, that somewhat uh, values. Uh, private property, even though we know the government could take it if they really wanted to. And there's pretty much nothing we could do about it. Yes. Um, but on, but normally that doesn't happen. Normally the government isn't trying to shut your business down. They just want their cut and then they, they leave you alone. Right. Um, there's so some, there's something still yeah. about
0: American values and private property that still exists in the back of most people's minds that live here. Right. That doesn't necessarily exist in other cultures. Making it yeah. difficult to promote these ideas in those cultures.
1: Yeah, and so right now, um, Brazil is heading in the right direction. Uh, maybe a little bit too much authoritarian um, with their new president. Uh, Chile was doing really good uh, economically. Um, there's, there's a few other ones in, in South America. Sure. Uh, so there's there's plenty of evidence that you know the the more free market you are the, the more prosperity and, and, uh, you know, things to buy, there's, (laughs) you know, cheap things to buy, it's going to be in your country. Um, and it, but in Venezuela, it's like, you you still get actually Russia and China are trying to prop it up and that's just depressing, you know? (laughs) See,
0: now I'll say if you don't, if you don't mind putting a target on your back, right. And you don't mind, blurring the moral lines of which we pronounce so much on this show right if you want Venezuela it, you know I've I've said in the past might doesn't make right but it does make it so if you could stage a military hostile takeover right and then declare yourself to be king and defend against that because that's you know just as important then you yeah. can uh, authoritarianly open it up to you know to everything else
1: I, I would say if if it if it was just Venezuela that that would have happened already, but it, that's part of the problem. It's not. It's it's very it's it's much bigger than that, and there's there's more hands in that cookie jar than uh, than just uh, what's his name, what's his face, Maduro. <laughs> Maduro, yeah. It's not just him at this point. Yeah.
0: So but the it, the you know.
1: the the risk would be. Uh, completely out out outweighed um you probably wouldn't succeed even if you did get him you probably wouldn't succeed in your in your goal of uh and that's the thing if if the people there really were fighting for freedom then it would i think it would have happened already um but i don't think they are i think they're fighting for power and that's and that's where i say you know like it's there's no real ideological struggle they just Everybody just wants what they want and they, you know, they don't understand uh, how freedom could give them that, you know, True. just just let people run their shops how they want to, <laughs> you know, let, let, uh, I can't remember if it was like craft Cheese or whoever was the, you know, the, the bread company <laughs> or, no, the cereal company, yeah, I think Kellogg's. Kellogg's or something, you know, <laughs> they had to shut down because the government was like, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to nationalize the, the serial production, like yeah. okay, good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs>
0: well, see, and that's that's the other thing that I've I've made the claim on this show as well, right? It's it's not going to be me to do it, um, but I I can see the point of view where if you look at the vast majority of the population, right, as sheep, who will follow whatever the shepherd says right then all you have to do is gain control of the flock and they will move in whatever direction you move them in because they already do that now whether it's republicans or democrats or socialists or you know nazis or whatever it happens to be but
1: but that's the whole goal is 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 to game the system so that you look like you're the shepherd and yes um (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's part of the problem. <laughs> is the problem the shepherd or is the problem the sheep? You know, where do you start? <laughs> well, if
0: I, if you, you want to play the political game, political game, the problem is, you know, anarchist and liberty-minded individuals um foregoing the opportunity to become the shepherd uh as a matter of principle. Right? Like I don't want to be the shepherd. I don't think anyone should be the shepherd. Um and that's that's uh one of the reasons why the discussion always remains in the theoretical realm, um, and I wouldn't take. I personally wouldn't take it out of the theoretical realm. Like I like, you know, I'm I like staying on principle. Uh, however, right, if you have if you're an egoist uh, and you have bigger goals than that, uh, I say the solution is quite simple, right? Whatever it takes to game the system. Um, and would I have a moral problem with that? Absolutely. Um, but I don't well, sure.
1: I mean. Like I, I really liked Reagan's speech when he said, "There is no left or right; it's only up or down, uh, up up to individual liberty or down to the uh, ant pile of totalitarianism." Um, you know, and then he gets in and he, you know, and he's paying. He's he's smuggling drugs to fund a war. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> right but
0: it's if you say what you want and then you if, if you say what you want and then you get in and then can modify everything on principle right then you know again i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to say the end, the the ends justify the means at all yeah, yeah but it is it is a strategy uh for those willing to take the risk and and to do that just yeah. you know not me i joke we well, were uh, Go ahead.
1: I I really like Larkin Rose's book, The Iron Web. Uh, yes. So pe- people, should, you know, if if they like what what you're saying, they should they should read that book. It's um, probably where I stole the idea from. It's probably, you know that once you read that book, it's kind of like in the back of your head all the time. What, that's like, what I'm saying. Man, somebody should just do it, and th- that's why, like, you know, every time uh, a politician runs, like, I, I I think I have a little. Probably too much faith, not not from the book, but okay. I always have this idea that okay, maybe this will be the president or politician or whatever to uh, you know end some wars. And uh, you know, I I had uh, high hopes for for Barack Obama and even Trump. You know, it was like when when are these wars going to start ending? And uh, you know, well, Trump almost got the there
0: Nobel with peace prize yet.
1: Almost got there with Trump. You know, trying to. Pull troops out of Afghanistan and and Syria, and then someone's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't you can't do it that fast. You gotta, you know, take your time with it." And you know, instead of just saying, "No, screw this, we're out," um, and in Syria on the
0: attack, ruining it for everybody.
1: Sure, sure, and of course, as soon as they say, uh, I think Pence said, "You know, oh, we've defeated ISIS," and then that day there was an attack. Um, there's there's no. <laughs> look terrorism is an idea there's not you're not going to stop it and if, if you say it's if you say it's stopped there's yeah. it's it's so easy for someone to go oh okay here strap this on you, you got to prove this guy wrong um and then you know blow something up so um that that's what that's <laughs> you, you can't you can't prove that's one of the negatives you can't prove
0: <laughs> so we we uh we were having a conversation with one of our friends here and she uh, ran for office, I think, in the last election cycle. And talking to her about it, she's like, I'll never do that again. It was like it was a waste of like 900 bucks. You know, she didn't, didn't, didn't win anything, basically just wasted time and energy. Um, and I, I, I don't know how it came up in conversation, but I suggested that with the right strategy, right, she could be like the AOC during the next election cycle. Right. Like just, you know, whatever Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said or did to like rile people up in her favor worked. She's a moron, Um, but it worked. And so, you know, a modicum of credit where credit is due in that sphere. And she goes, uh, and so our friend goes, well, you can be my campaign manager. And I went, don't want the job. I'm not (laughs) even going to vote for you. You know, I'm not even going to vote. However with the right strategy, you know, there, there could be a takeover. And then we're at dinner Tuesday night, um, talking to a different friend again, you know, um, whose boyfriend is, is a, is part of the legislature here. Like he, he, he's one of the ones that broke through, um, on popularity, uh, outside of, you know, being a, a member of the movement, I guess. Cause there's, you know, there was, there was a post on Facebook earlier. It's like, you know, a bunch of hot people and says like, you know, uh, libertarian ideas. And then underneath it was like, you know, the, uh, the screeching autistic dude in his underwear and it's like libertarian candidate, you know? <laughs> so he was one of the few that, <laughs> he was one of the few that broke through. Um, anyway, so I was talking to her, I was like, you know, and I, I brought up, um, the Agorian party as the April fool's joke that I did years ago you know, cause we have another friend who's like posting uh, libertarian party platform things like, do you agree with this? Like trying to turn everyone on Facebook into libertarians. Um, and I went, if I ran, I would run satirically. And I, I kept emphasizing that word satirically, um, uh, with my own party, you know, on the platform. However, right. I would, I would be like the puppet. I'm okay being the puppet. You know, when I used to do uh door to door sales, um, I like I you know, I used to tell my bosses, I'm like, I'm the most effective robot you got. Right. You you tell me what to do, you tell me what to say, I say it and it works, and then that's how we all make money. Right. So if, if someone comes up with a platform, you know, for my satirical party, uh, I will be the figurehead, right? And, you know, the the the, um, the media person, I guess. You know, you I'm not gonna do anything though, right? I'm I'm gonna show up when they tell me to show up, I'm gonna say what they tell me to say. But I'm not going door knocking. I'm not going baby hugging. I'm not, you know, going, you know, whatever things that you have to wear out my shoes to, you know, to get the support of the people. No, I'm just, I'm just a figurehead. You guys do all that, and then you you put my name on the ticket, satirically, because I don't think, you know, I I don't I don't want to win. I don't think there's a chance to win. I just want to disrupt, you know, the system as best that I can, right? Monkey wrench it and have fun with it as best that I can. Um, and I've always said that's the that's the current problem with the Libertarian Party is somewhere along the line they got the idea in their heads that they can win. I don't know why they got that in their heads. There's no evidence <laughs> to support that. Uh, but it went from we can win, we have to, <laughs> we, we can win, and we have to win, uh, as opposed to just getting the proper message out. If only we had the right candidate saying you know the wrong things people will vote for the the right candidate saying the wrong things because it's what the people want to hear. Um, and again, if that's your goal, right, just say the things that people want to hear. Uh, if your goal is, you know, to, to get people on the right track and to move people to the right message and the right moral system, right, then don't worry about winning. Just get the ideas out there
1: satirically.
0: And I have to reemphasize that here before someone yeah. accuses me, you know.
1: I uh, I I don't like the libertarian party's um insistence on on getting people elected um That's what i'm saying and i, and I don't, i'm not saying they shouldn't run and they shouldn't uh be in office um but what i am saying is i think the the method is kind of not not my, my not my preferred and i actually tried to get people to think like me here and and that i want to make the Libertarian Party about expanding membership, and not so much about winning, because people often say they they don't want to join the Libertarian Party because well they never win. Well, that's true, but we also don't screw anything up. So, um, and and sometimes some of the some of the activism that that does happen is. Is talking to the people that are in office and trying to get them to do the right thing, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it's sometimes like like obvious things like, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't shut down Uber uh, because of <laughs> you know X, Y, and Z. Uh, s- sometimes those the arguments aren't presented the right way, and and so you know once the the people in these high places, you know, if if they're not getting paid off, uh, at least they have an opportunity yeah but they're also living in their own bubble too so you got to understand like when when someone goes to them and says here this is all the reasons why you shouldn't shut down uber you know we're not being paid by uber but you know maybe there's some some good uh things happening because they exist um that then at least they can you know make a a clearer judgment on it and so you know it doesn't always happen but sometimes it does um the the other big one is uh is about marijuana (laughs) drugs um that but they've been on that horse for uh you know a long time and and i'm not i'm not sure why why it took so long for people to come around maybe it's because uh enough people are using it as medicine and for 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 enough people to be like, hey, you know what? It's actually not harmful. <laughs> you know, when yeah. when it, when a politician's kid gets sick and they, and they take some marijuana and it helps them for their, you know, epilepsy or whatever. I mean, that that makes a big difference. But I don't know. That's the unfortunate know that's part what of it, politics. It has to hit yeah. home
0: for them for them to care.
1: Right. If it hits right. home
0: for you. They don't care. Right. Then it's the bigger picture and sacrifice the individual, you know, for the good of the collective. Right. We can't have reefer smokers out in the street, even if it's helping your son because a reefer smokers out in the street is much more yeah. detrimental to society than your one son's life is, you know, beneficial.
1: So, someone made a uh, very inappropriate joke. Well, maybe, I don't know. It depends how you look at it. They said, oh, there's one good thing for me. <laughs> there's one good thing about the the FDA uh, messing up the, the medical system and, and preventing uh, people from getting good information on supplements. And that's that, Politicians are losing 10 years of their life too. (laughs) (laughs) Except
0: they'll have access to better medical care and, you know, life saving treatment. You know, all of a sudden, if a politician gets really sick, you can better believe that that experimental procedure is going to be fast tracked through or he's going to get an exception made for him to try it for him or his family. Right. But you, on the other hand, if you want to try that experimental, no, 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 it's not safe yet something bad might happen and then you the individual dies
1: mm-hmm. no i'm going to mexico screw that or japan mm-hmm. i actually I actually might be going to japan
0: uh as for a procedure or just
1: yeah for medical yeah. medical tourism nice and it's Fun. and it's a, a for cash business nice see surgeon so yeah they're supposedly the the best in the world at what they do i'm not gonna tell you what they do but
0: <laughs> okay. that's fair you talk about rand paul gonna go get the, the hernia taken care of in canada oh yeah people yeah. flipping their shit over that
1: yeah that's that's great um and it's and it's good that that they got some free market system uh or free market uh whatever for specialized medical care up there um so some Outside of the side of actually, the socialized system if if you pretty much I'm not sure about for whatever it is but for for many things if you try to you know find the best in the world uh a lot of times they're they're private businesses um
0: yeah cuz they can afford to be
1: <laughs> sure and and I'm not saying all the time because there's there's yeah. still tremendous amounts of money put put into certain illnesses sure um you know, in in the U.S. and in and in, in other countries too. You know, you know, like I I can't remember. I think maybe like in Germany, I think like breast cancer was like something they that they, they're they're good at and it's government funded and um so so yeah. There's you would have you know whatever illness you have, don't don't stop just in the U.S. You know, if if you want the best, you're going to have to do your homework and and uh you know start reaching out
0: and also if you can afford it cuz medical tourism is again not accessible to everybody.
1: Sure. Yeah. Guaranteed.
0: <laughs> but if it is accessible to you, you you'd be foolish to not take advantage of it.
1: Yeah. Well, when I say best in the world, that's kind of like, you know, if you if you want the best car in the world, you might have to go to Italy, you know, I don't know. Like <laughs> do you find out what's the best for you, but um yeah, the best in the world usually means expensive.
0: Yeah. And sometimes worth it. I think we we almost talked about that a little bit the last time, where it's like I'm I don't understand how you know most life saving procedures aren't exorbitantly priced as it is, because if the alternative is die or pay, I'm <laughs> sure most people will pay and then you know default on the payment, right? Like you could you could set the price at whatever, and then people will only pay whatever they can afford anyway. So it's you know it's silly, it's it's silly how. Yeah. cheap it well, is compared I, to the alternative and yet
1: not well i I think what's even sillier is that we let insurance companies decide what the price is rather than doctors
0: well thank you government for that
1: yeah that's that's the silly part and that's and that's why I said it's 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 much better that there are a few places in the world that you can get uh, care for a uh, competitive price sure um Yeah. Especially if you're paying with cash. Yeah. So another would you where would you where would you go if you had to pay cash? Would you go to Thailand or or I can't remember what's the other one? They had some really good hospitals, but Singapore? Or yeah, Singapore or or would you go, you know, to your hospital in your city in in the US. You know, it's like Oh yeah. "Mm." (laughs) You know, if you if you actually had the cash to spend, if you had it, like (laughs) you had to make a choice yeah. Uh, you might you might want to choose <laughs> a different country.
0: yeah, absolutely. why not? So the other thing I want to get into real quick because we're like we're approaching the end and I want to, I want to talk uh, briefly about this I guess um, because it it hits home for me a little bit. So I threw this blurb out there also again on Facebook. Cause why the hell not? Um, as far as the principal position is concerned, uh, inconvenience is the price we pay for principals. Um, and I threw that out there in response to another uh, activist, I guess, is lack of a better term, who's quite active uh, here in state. Uh, and her situation was she had a run in with the state police or the local police. I don't remember which. Not important. She had a run in with five o 0 because she had a headlight out. Uh, and she is she's a right to travel activist. Right. So, you know, no registration, uh, no driver's license, nothing like that. And she is now inconvenienced um, because of that. You know, they, they, they stole her car. And all enough, the coolest thing happened. She went and she had to go buy the car back. And I'm like, I've been there, done that. So I know that feeling. Um, but at some point, she suggested, you know, maybe it's not worth it. Um, and based off someone else's saying, like, you know, the, the, the price you pay to get the car back and to go through the ticket and all that hassle, you could have just got your registration and your insurance in order. Right, it's like not the point, right? You know, so I wanted to throw that concept out there based off of that, um, and I, I threw out the quote again because it was, you know, it seemed like uh, uh, was it a quarrel of consciousness or something like that. Um, and her response to that is like she's the only one that commented on it. She said, "I'm an orphan and a single mom, you know, not enough support to survive here, unfortunately." Right, which in my mind means you know there's going to be a compromise. Of principles on her part in order to uh, get in line with the state mandates, and I hate I hate that from good people who have done you know and are doing you know quite a bit of activism for the movement, right? So I, I wanted to share that and maybe get your thoughts on on my comment, um, MC, and, and where you think a, a strategy could be. Uh, to To continue to live free on principle um, and not give in to state coercion as much as possible.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know, man. You do what you want to do and let them do what they want to do, kind of, but like, I don't know. what. what, what you, you'll have to, I guess, talk more to get me really interested in what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, I cheat at this, right? And... Because for a long time, I still had the little piece of plastic that said I was a licensed driver in uh, my car. I had think, no,
1: I think Larkin Rose made a po- post about that, and maybe we should check that out. He, he's, he said, you know, well, can you really be anarchist if, if, uh, if you have a social security number? And it's like, you know, I, I think that's one of those things that is just um, going, I don't know, it goes too, too far. Like, I mean, if you can live live without it then then fine but if you can't that's also fine um one well, for a lot of
0: people that's that's a hard push because most people are given one at birth
1: you know or i mean i mean but but you can you can you can choose not to use it right so when you that's get true. a job you can you can give them a fake one or you know whatever you can sure. you can get around using it but um you know for most people it's just easier to 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 do what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, so so I so I would say well I, I think we talked about that before and that and that is like as long as you're not advocating aggressing or increasing the aggression <laughs> um, and maybe if you throw throw a wrench in the system once in a while and <laughs> and see what happens and uh, I think that's yeah. good enough. I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs>
0: Well, and again, that's why I say it's it's a matter of it's a matter of principle and convenience, right? Yeah. Because, like I said, I personally I cheat. I drove around with a car with no registration, no safety inspection, um, for a while uh, when I was living in Hawaii, uh, and occasionally they would steal my car, and then I had to have the backup fund to go buy my car back. And you know, after the inconvenience of a few hours and a few hundred dollars, I was back on the road. So in my mind, it proved that it wasn't about safety or anything like that, right? It was not like the, the car was unsafe and unfit for the road because it was never permanently taken off the road. It was just stolen and then bought back and then off we go, you know, inconvenienced, um, but not broken, but not breaking principle. Um, at one point the car broke, right? Like it just, you know, I just don't have a car anymore and I wasn't going to get a new one. Um, and so I started driving somebody else's car, right? And then I didn't have a license. So as long as the car was in order, right. I can, I can remain unmolested. Um, and you, you can bring up the hypocrisy in that if you want to, I'm cool with that. Um, uh, but for me, right. Driving someone else's car is the convenience, right. Uh, because it allows me, it allows me to like travel unmolested. Um, uh, even though I don't have a license to do so, I don't have the permission slip to do so. They're, they're not going to stop me uh, in that car. Um, unless I'm doing something outrageous. And so that, that's the way I cheat. You know, I, I, you know, when I, when it was my mom's car, I said, well, you register it, you safety inspect it, otherwise take it back and I'll find my own way around. Right. And now I, you know, I drive M's car for, the, you know, all, both of our cars are registered to M. Um, but I just drive it. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of, of again, convenience, right? Like, if, am I unprincipled? Uh, because you know she pays for the registration and whatever, it's like well that's how I get around it, right? And I I told her a while ago um, the 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 only way this works is you have to have someone like on the inside of the system, right? You know so so when you do get arrested, someone can come down with the bail money, you know, or someone can go get the you go buy the car back, or you know you you have to have help from the inside, some way, um, and I don't I don't know. I don't know where that where that falls on the principal scale um, but I know it's not hundred percent you know what I mean so when, so when she says you know I'm orphan single mom not enough to support you know survive here unfortunately I go I, c- I can understand that's so why that's why lots of people give in to the state because the pressure that the state puts on people um, to garner compliance is always enough to keep them in line where it's too inconvenient to step out of line. Right. You know, the, um, on the other side of the state, I, I heard stories about it. Um, and then, you know, some of the activists out there fought it for a while with uh, parking tickets. Parking ticket, only five bucks. Who's going to take a half day off of work to go down to court to fight a five dollar ticket? You know, virtually nobody. So everyone pays and the state continues to generate, you know, hundreds of dollars of revenue, um, you know, per hour for all the tickets that they levy on cars around town. Because it's not worth anyone's individual time; it's an inconvenience. Um, so when it comes when it comes to that battle, I've just—I mean—I stand by my statement. It's just you know, where do, where do, where does it fall for you? You know, how much how much convenience are you willing to forego in order to, to keep your principles, right? In Larkin in Larkin Rose's case, right? He was inconvenienced a year in jail um, for the principle of of you know believing that you don't have to pay taxes, and he was right. You know, I, I started watching um, Theft by Deception with my coworker the other day because it was slow, and was like, "Well, I've got something for you if you know if you can handle it." And He got halfway through, and was like, "I need a mental break. I just I can't process this much information," <laughs> and we never finished it. Like I told him, uh, we can finish it if you want to, or you can finish it on your own. I've seen it; um, it's amazing information to have, but you know what you do with it is a whole separate thing.
1: Um, yeah, and and to me, probably. N- n- not, not much. I wouldn't fight that much. Um, it's, it's not that I don't want to fight at all. It's just, um, I don't know. It's my life. I do what I want. So.
0: Yeah. Which is fair, which is completely fair. Um, I guess eh, well, I'll save it for another time. Cause we're, we're a little bit over now. Um, but the other, the other discussion, I'll just throw it out there and then we, we don't have to talk about it was, um, supporting those within the movement. Right. When when something happens to a a an activist fighting for, you know, individual freedom or personal freedom or, you know, freedom and liberty for all. Right. It's amazing to me how quickly um, other activists will pull away and say, no, you know, he's not one worth supporting. (laughs) That's amazing because, you know, there's got to there's got to be a line somewhere where we we stick together on on. Thing. as long as no one's like you know aggressing against each other someone's got to have his back because the rest of the world doesn't you know the rest of the world wants to see him hung and then you know the, the the people that should be you know pulling him down from the gallows before it happens are turning their back to him for you know other issues and it's it's frustrating mm-hmm. there too I don't
1: So, know. like well i i think ross Ulbricht has a lot of support and uh i I don't think they need any more monetary support for lawyers and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's just kind of stuck, and so right now they're they're resorting to getting signatures to get him released. Sure, um, he's got over a hundred thousand now, and it's still not enough. I guess I don't know, but. Um, so yeah, it's like one of those things. What? Well, what do you do? Do you you know start an army and and, and go bust him out or you know is well, that is depends there, how I, long he
0: can sit in there, right? Because you I, can put together a 16 year plan and start working your political career now, so that 16 years from now you can run for president of the United States and part of his ass. But yeah, busting him out would be at you know the the top of the list um, if you could garner enough support to do that because that's the appropriate thing to do.
1: And so and so while we're uh talking about libertarians not not uh backing each other might as well throw this wrench in the whole system. Uh I, w- I listened to a clip. Uh I, I I follow Larkin Rose a lot so on, sure. on his post um he posted a, a audio phone call uh, uh of uh Adam Kokesh threatening somebody. Um <laughs> <laughs> Was
0: this a while ago? Because I, I...
1: Uh, I, th- I think it was maybe like October or November of last okay. year. Yeah. Okay. And so, Adam Kokesh had made some uh, material in in a studio that some other guy let let him do it, uh, but the material was still in the studio, and they had a falling out. And Adam calls up the guy and he's like, "Hey, I would really appreciate it if you would send me the material." Just send it to this address, and, and then we'll be good. And by the way, um, uh, you'd have to listen to the whole thing. He was he, hes basically making it sound like he was going to you know, turn the community against this particular person uh, if he doesn't send the mater- material. And of course, at that point, <laughs> why wouldn't you just laugh and be like, dude, you're crazy? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the guy's going through. It didn't sound good to me. Didn't like his uh tone of voice.
0: (laughs) See, and you know, we we don't have to get into it now, but even Kokesh, right, has like a split following at this point. uh, Oh yeah, Yeah. amongst people that should support him.
1: But I I don't even know if people should at this point. Well, depends if
0: someone has your stuff, you know. (laughs) Okay, so the the what turned people on him initially wasn't that called per se. Oh no, it was the fact that his girlfriend had a he had his girlfriend sign a contract. For entering into a relationship with him, right? Something theorized about well, within the community.
1: I, well, okay, that's one thing. I, there, I think there's been many things though, not okay. not just not just the recent one, but there's there's been many interactions with. There, there was another one where he threatened to get the state involved. To uh, um, oh, shoot now, I, I, I guess I don't really know, but okay, yeah, threatened well, to get the state involved in some in something. Uh, about, you know, some type of speech and it was, you know, either inappropriate or against him. And it was like, I don't know, just, you know, one of those things is just go, goes too far.
0: Okay. Well, but, if, if you want to talk about it next time, then save it and take a note of it <laughs> to, to look up the speech and what he said, because a, a lot of it, again, not even not Larkin, not Kokesh in general, but a lot of it is, um, things that don't involve aggression against other people and things that don't involve um, well involving the state for lack of a better term right It's like internal squabbles um, that get blown out of proportion and you go like no one else is gonna have his back. we probably should. Anyway, final thoughts
1: Hmm. No, I guess we're done.
0: <laughs> All right thank you very much for listening everybody. Uh, find us anarchistexperience.com minds.com slash the anarchist experience. If you want to contribute to the show financially, uh, do it through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.